from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler. Cooler. This week we're talking emoji politics. Also, what if your favorite song, performed by the artist you know and love, was actually intended for someone else? (gasps) And we're going to put a bow on this entire episode by muting a certain musician and resurrecting an extinct one from irrelevance. Now, yes. We have the power. It's about time. I'll tell you that much. It's about time. By this point, emojis are officially like a friend of the show, right? Pretty much. Yes. We'd give them like free backstage passes to our next live show. I mean, me and the side eye are practically twins. Pretty much. And I don't know about you guys, but on LinkedIn, I mark it as one of the languages I speak. Mm. I'm impressed you're on LinkedIn. I spend very (laughs) little time there. So the excellent Code Switch series from NPR, which deals with race and identity, they often accept letters like a kind of agony aunt thing. A recent letter caught my eye as voiced by one of our dear co-workers. Here's the letter. My daughter, a very conscious 15-year-old queer white girl, has recently started using black hand emojis. We discuss race and politics all the time at home. She even listens to your podcast with me sometimes. We live in a diverse neighborhood of a diverse city. As a family and on her own, our daily lives include many friendships and interactions with people of color. So my question is, do I speak to her about using the emojis? Oh, this is a bit of an identity crisis. Can we use emojis that we don't identify with? Right. That is the question. That's what Shakespeare was talking about. Pretty much. Turns out the Code Switch team had opinions, as I know you do. And it's not just emoji. The writer Victoria Princewell tackled emoji and also white people using GIFs featuring black people. Oh, snap. That's a a whole other level. In this really widely shared video that she produced for the BBC, so... Let's have a listen to that. Nothing like a good reaction gif, right? But you've probably noticed the most popular ones of black people being dramatic. This is digital blackface. White people using gifs to perform some kind of exaggerated blackness. So what's wrong with white people posting these gifs and using these emojis? Well, black people are not here for other people's entertainment. We're not symbols of excessive emotion. And we aren't here to make you look more sassy, more sexy, or more street. Now I'm not saying you have to be black to post these gifs. But what I am saying is think about what you're doing. Ask yourself why you're always drawn to that gif or that emoji. So that's my view. But what do you think? So you, what do you think, Jamie? I'm just as the representative for all black people, clearly. I had never thought about it before. So I know when the when they revealed, when they first unveiled the emojis and I had the option of using a black hand, I was like, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. And that is the black hand that I use. And I took care to make sure that I got the correct shade. Like the shade that <laughs> matched my shade. Like I don't use light shades. I can't imagine why anybody would want to use a shade of emoji that is not their shade, one. And then two, if you don't want to identify with the shade in particular, why not just go yellow? Why not go Simpson? You know, it's like the Simpson yellow one, right? But so, even that one is a bit problematic. The Simpson? Oh, mm, yeah. As soon as I said yellow, I was like, mm, yeah. that might be an issue. And as far as the gifts, I never even considered the gift before. Maybe I just don't have a lot of white friends on social media. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because I never was like, oh, Tom is really into the black gifts. Right. <laughs> well, something interesting is that 
Kendall Jenner got in trouble mm. after the Pepsi debacle. I was going to say, mm-hmm. really? You were asking why would someone want to use a shade that isn't their shade? Yes. And she used a darker shade as a way of maybe being like, hey, guys, I heard what you said critiquing what I did with Pepsi, and I want to show solidarity. Here's a dark emoji fist. Mm. Do you know the shade she used, guys? Numerically? Shade three? Shade number four. Oh, four. Okay, she's, yeah. so she's using my fist. She's your no, hand. No, we will not. Listen, to take a clip from Wakanda, we will not have it. <laughs> <laughs> and then your staff. Da-dum. Exactly. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Exactly. Also, stay in your emoji lane forever. Seriously. I, well, you know, I don't know if I've ever used a white person in a gift before. <laughs> to, to <laughs> You're be like, honest. they're just not that entertaining. Now I have to go back and research because I have been using gifts a lot more and I cannot say that I've ever used a white person. Something that that clip from Victoria inspired in me is I had never thought of digital blackface in terms of gifts. Mm. And after that, I have kind of looked at my use of gifts differently. You know, sometimes I still want to use a Nini gif because I've loved her since the oh, beginning. Yeah. But something that's making it seem like it's me, Mm -hmm. then I don't do it. But I'll Ah. still engage with people who happen to be black because I like a lot of black celebrities. So let me ask you a question. Please. Because I I don't think I've used a lot of gifts featuring white people, but I have used gifts featuring gay men. So Uh as the gay male representative in the room, sir... Is that offensive? How dare you? (laughs) Because I am here. And then I'm like, who doesn't want to use a drag race gif every now and then, right? They're all over the place. I believe everyone wants to use them. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone. Because they're the most dramatic gifs. Right. Because drag queens love drama. I have used the gif of the queen getting her wig ripped off. I don't know how many times. (laughs) (laughs) That is like my favorite gif ever. Also, logistically, I think when you type these emotions into the little gif keyboard in iPhone, this is the stuff that comes up. Yeah, true. These, like, faces, these reactions, this is what you are served with to choose from. Like, Tiffany New York Pollard is the entire Giphy.com page. Pretty much, yeah. It's not Lena Dunham popping up. Hmm? No. Do we need a campaign for more white people gifts? Is, is that, that the is, answer? Is there, like, a shortage now? <laughs> so the gif, I think, is a little bit more open to interpretation. You're yeah. trying to express an emotion. And if you can't find, I mean, like I said, maybe there's just not a lot of white people being funny on gifts, right? Right. So if you can't find one, you're like, okay, this is the one that I feel like expresses my emotion. And then that's a whole other thing. But as far as the emoji, if you're using emoji, you're typically like texting someone, you're posting something on social media, and the hand, like if I if I send you the nail painted hand, that's yeah. like supposed to be representative of my hand. Like, right. listen, like that today is you. it's happening, I'm <laughs> polished, this is, yes, yeah, that's supposed to be me. Why would you want to be someone else? I think it is this Kendall Jenner, like, show solidarity thing. It's like, well, I don't want to live in an only white world. And then a lot of the people who were speaking about this issue in these articles were saying that they didn't want to feel like, especially with the fist emoji, Mm -hmm. they didn't want to be putting forward the idea of, like, white power. Because, you know, it's kind of like a tricky area since Trump's election to be super white. Like the friend in the Refinery29 article says... I guess I just feel uncomfortable with the lightest emoji because it's like aggressively declaring whiteness in a time when white people can be kind of the worst. Oh, do you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. You feel uncomfortable being a white person? <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> so if you're going to do solidarity, one, nobody's forcing you to use the fist emoji to show solidarity. Like, that's not the way. It's not like if I see a tweet and you're saying something to show solidarity for people of color. And I'm like, "Mm, you know what? She didn't use the fist. Right. So I can't. Invalid. Yes. (laughs) Nobody's saying that. But if you do want to show solidarity, like, why not just use like a rainbow emoji? Why not make it shades? Like, give you some swatches. Give me some swatches. Like from light to dark. 
Your fist is somewhere in there, and like, you're saying we're like together. Like Rihanna's skincare line. Yes. Fenty Beauty It. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading up on this Refinery29 article by a writer called Kimberly Trong, and as so many of these articles trying to unpack this start, she's like, so I was texting with a white friend, and this white friend starts <laughs> using black emoji, and so I asked her why. And the white friend cited in Kimberly's article says, I never really thought about it until now. That's that's white people for you. We, we don't think say, about being white. Guys. That is the privilege of being white is that you just don't have to think about these don't things. Don't think about it. Like, what if I, you know what? Leading up to this show, I should have done a week-long experiment where I use nothing but white emojis on social media <gasps> oh, just to see God. what people would do. And I might yes. do that after the show and just report back. Yes. I can't wait to find out how that goes. If I start now, by the time this episode drops, people will know what it meant and they won't think that I was just having a breakdown. <laughs> You weren't having a Kanye moment? A Kanye moment, pretty much. You're not wearing the red hat? my. Something else from the Code Switch article was this line, which was about this teenager who wants to use these emojis. Quote, a white teenager can walk into a store and they don't feel at that point that they want to be black. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get to pick and choose because that's your white privilege. Okay. Within text, you're like, oh, I'm down. Look at my black emoji. But your resume don't say that. But then Put in the a story, you're like, on nope, your resume. I am Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> Do not follow me around this store. So there is Tis not I. a difference. Yes. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow. You had a loogie up in there. Just a little bit. Jeez, Woo. can't get it out. But also this solidarity thing. It's not just the fist emoji. It's mm. like, oh, there's a salsa dancing lady mm. who is a shade darker. It's like there are di- all kinds of women in the world. And I understand that intention. I also understand the reaction to that intention if it's not well received. So I see both sides because I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I recognize that what I think about this doesn't matter. That's Because I'm not black, so. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stop using emojis that don't correlate with your likeness. Just don't do it. Jameter said, guys. Uh, yeah, I said it. All right, guys, so we all have our favorite songs, yes? Yes. And some of these songs are inseparable from the artists who sing them. However, Uh today I'm going to do just that. (gasps) I'm going to separate your favorite songs from the artists who sing them. I wonder why you brought that knife into the studio. Yeah, I just, right here, just turn around, (laughs) right in the back. Straight through. So I am going to reveal the artists that were originally intended to sing some of your favorite songs. Oh, boy. Hang on. Are you going to be crapping all over my dreams in this segment? I am. And I'm also in the process going to put your pop music knowledge to the test. I'm ready. I'm confident. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, I'm going to start with somebody whose influence on music and makeup and fashion and apparently lingerie is undeniable. It's me. Yeah. It's Carly, (laughs) of course. However, Rihanna... Oh, yes. So Rihanna, either she knows or her people know how to pick a bop because she has risen to the top of the charts based on songs that other artists have turned down. Oh. Oh. She's a scavenger. Scavenger. She's made it work. So I'm going to start with this little ditty that we all know. Okay, so we all know that song, right? Yes. That's Disturbia, performed by Rihanna. However, that song was originally meant for someone else. Oh, wait, hang on. It was written by Chris Brown. I know this. Ew. You're right. He, he was, was going to take it. It was originally meant for Chris Brown. Yuck. Right? Ugh. Okay, so moving right that along. That makes me Disturbia. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. a little disturbing. 
So let's move on to another hit by Rihanna. We all know that that's Rihanna's umbrella. That was on her 2007 album, Good Girl Gone Bad. However, this song was turned down by A, Shakira, B, Britney Spears, or C, Taylor Swift. I mean, it's not Tay-Tay. Because she writes her own stuff. Mm. I think it was... Because it's good. Hey. (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to go with Britney. You know... Not to copy Emmanuel too much, I'm going to copy him and say Britney. You're right. It was Britney. So her people turned it down. And on top of turning that song down, they also turned down. So Britney could have had Umbrella and she could have had Lady Gaga's telephone. And her people were like, no. On top of that, her people turned down Milkshake by Khalees. She needs new people. Well, she got them, I guess. Well, in her defense, she doesn't really need hits. She has them. So I'm going to take it back to a classic, 1985. Okay, that's Whitney Houston, How Will I Know? Such a bop, as Emmanuel would say. But this song could have been sung by A, Madonna, B, Diana Ross, or C, Janet Jackson. Oh, this feels like, I was thinking Janet, but I'm going to swerve and go with Madonna. As the self-professed expert on 1985, because that is the year of my birth, I think it's Madonna too. I you really do. You're just like on the I same know, page. I know, but I genuinely think it's well, Madonna. Well, you're on the same page. You both are strong and wrong. <laughs> Actually. Strong and wrong. Janet Jackson. Oh, I felt it. Janet Jackson turned down that one, and she also turned down this one. Okay, imagine Janet with a snake at the VMA. Janet and the snake? But also imagine Janet saying that she was someone's slave. Just saying. Oh, optics. You're right. You're right. But also the optics for Britney saying it is bad in 2018. But back then, I was living, and I still love that yeah. song. Slave or not. That was a bop. Yeah, and yeah. I remember jamming to that song and trying to learn all the choreography. It's good. Brittany it's was, like slinky yes. and like poppy at the same time. Yes. There's a video of Nicole Richie doing the choreography on the internet. Go find it. Christ it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're on the topic of Britney, we're going to go to her 2003 album, In the Zone, with this song. See, Britney doesn't need hits. She has them. She has them. That song is immortal. But this hit could have belonged to someone else. A, Kylie Minogue. B, Christina Aguilera. (gasps) Or C, Jennifer Lopez. It's Kylie. Oh, just the thought of Jennifer Lopez slinking up and down that airplane aisle. (laughs) With a little hat and everything. Yeah. And like prime Jenny from the block face. Like Mm. into that. It is... Kylie Minogue, you're yes. right. So I wonder, you think that would have saved her career? Well, she's pretty big outside uh, of the US, right? <laughs> Excuse me. She's doing glasses <laughs> adverts in the UK now. Also, I wow. saw a bunch of Instagram stories from just this weekend of shirtless gays getting their life in LA to a Kylie Minogue concert. Okay. She has her people, but there's only so many of them. There's okay. only like, mm. what, 3% gay people in the US. So so yeah. she has another, she has her lane. Let's take a look at another classic. or as it's known in the U.S., vacation. Exactly. (laughs) So this song dropped in 1983. 
performed by Madonna, we all know, but it was originally intended for someone else. So it's 1983. This person gets a song. Is it Shaka Khan? Is it Gloria Estefan? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Or is it Mary Wilson? Gloria Estefan, because she popped into my head as soon as you played You were like, it. I could totally yeah. see her singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who Mary Wilson is, so I'll go with her. You're right. Uh, Mary Wilson is one of the original members of the Supremes. And she tried to do her little like thing back in the day because Diana had her solo career. So she tried to get her solo career. It was like the Kelly to... to, Yes, Yonsei. The Kelly to Yonsei. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it didn't quite work out. Not everyone can shine as bright as everyone else. Oh, you know. Kelly's crying somewhere right now. She's crying into money. She's exactly. Fine. So I am going to go ahead and end this with a song that we all know. And I'm not even going to give you multiple choice because I'm sure you can guess who this song was originally intended for. Don't be so quick to walk away. Okay, so we all know who that is. That's Justin Timberlake. That's from his debut album, Justified. Do you know who that song was originally intended for? Sorry, I was busy rolling my eyes really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. I'm assuming he stole it from a black person? Well, that song was actually intended to be on Michael Jackson's 1999 album, Invincible. Which once again proves that Justin Timberlake wouldn't have a career without the Jacksons. That is true. So in the immortal words of Beyonce, Justin needs to... Bow down, bitches. Bow down, bitches. Bow, bow down, bitches. It's the Pig and the Pick. Hey! The Pig and the Pick. Hey! You know what time it is. It's time for the Pig and the Pick. This week I wasn't left with much of a choice Uh, for the Pit of the Week. How could you not? He's practically begging to be recognized. He's running for the Olympics. The Pit Olympics. (laughs) He'd probably have something to say about the Olympics that was super offensive. So, who are we discussing? Mm, Shocker. Kanye West. Ding, ding, ding. That's him. So we know he's been trolling on Twitter with dozens of tweets each day. Mm-hmm. I can't even keep up. I muted him. Sadly, I was happy when I knew that he came back to Twitter because you know he's been gone for a while. Right. And then I saw the tweets and I was like, mm, Wait, how long was his hiatus? I have no idea. Not but long it wasn't enough. Long enough. Yeah, not exactly. long enough. Exactly. We're talking years, not months, people. Years, not months. So in these tweets, he's advocating for, quote, free thought. Mm-hmm. And he just loves Trump and wants to share that with the world. Your Whatever. choice. Whatever. Because a lot of people like me went into Twitter and muted the word Kanye. Oh, you you muted the word? I feel like he can sense that I am no longer caring about what he's tweeting. You put your Twitter money where your mouth is. I wouldn't know where to find those settings. I just just unfollowed and I thought that was good enough. But then, you know, people retweet too much. Didn't he lose like nine million followers in a matter of minutes or something? Including Rihanna (gasps) and Kendrick. Listen. So like Tinkerbell. Without attention, mm-hmm. Kanye might die. Uh, it's possible, yes. All eyes on him at all times. Oh, God. So he decided to try to get more of our attention by showing up to TMZ offices. If, no. listen, if that is not, no. listen, 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 listen. If that was not the Sahara of all thirst moves, I don't know what he is. He is parched. Oh. Parched. Who shows up at TMZ? I mean, it's ironic that he was thirsty because they were always slurping on those big drinks. Exactly. <laughs> He's the last one. Like, he is the main one who has talked about how the paparazzi have hounded him. And he shows up at TMZ. But his Please. wife's family owes TMZ a lot. They have a close connection with Harvey Levin, who also enjoys Trump. Mm. <laughs> enjoys. Like a nice glass of Trump on the weekends. <laughs> is it yeah. wine or what? <laughs> he was like, oh, the nose on this Trump. The, the bouquet. Nose. Look at the legs. 
you know, it's not that surprising that that he went to TMZ of all places. It's Trump supporting and Kardashian supporting. He feels at home to say crazy things. On tail. Let's listen to some of the stuff he blurted out. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? Did y'all get that? I, I got all of that and I also got all the gifts that people had afterwards. <laughs> I wish I hadn't got it all. Slavery? Not so bad. Yes, no, not so bad. Really Apparently not. not. Just a choice. It was a cruise ship, sweetie. We came over on a cruise right. ship. It was, yeah. oh my God. it was the Titanic, but with no sinking. Exactly. It was amazing. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I feel a lot better about the 246 years of American history no, that slavery is involved in. You know, we could just write it off. Total Easy. Choice. Kanye said. In addition to that, he didn't stop there. Mm. He also shared that Trump is his buddy. He no. loves Trump. He also set the record straight that he doesn't speak for the black community. He, he represents the entire world. Okay, so who was that on the telethon then? Right. Who was that? Who was speaking truth to power and has, in George has Kanye heard his music though? Because his music very much has been speaking about black people. I mean, you have to admit the memes have been just, incredible. Mainly the George Bush ones saying Kanye West doesn't care about black people. Yeah, I just, who? Okay, I'll continue, sir. He also shared that when he saw the image of the proposed Harriet Tubman $20 bill, it annoyed him so much that he wanted to stop using U.S. currency and switch over to Bitcoin. Oh, sweetie. See, I've seen, I I had refrained from taking talk, it all in. Taking it all yeah. in. I haven't even listened to all of this. But he really is in the sunken place. Thankfully, a representative at TMZ stood up for all of us who are tired of Kanye's bullshit. Mm-hmm. His name is Van Lathan, and he broke a tradition of years of coddling Kanye. With a K. Coddling with a K, yes. <laughs> it's a new body wash by the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, God. It's a new lip kit. <laughs> he broke with that tradition to tell Kanye how disappointed he is in his new right-wing persona. Let's listen to what Van had to say. Do you feel that I'm feeling, do, do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? I, I, actually, I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that it's because, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real-world, real-life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. Mm-hmm. He went in. And Kanye's face looked like he almost was about to snap out of it. Like, it looked like his nose was going to start bleeding. Right. And he was going to just start yelling, Get Wake up! Get, Wake yeah. up! And then he left. Right? Didn't he just storm out? My well, no. Point. I mean, he probably eventually stormed out. But what he did first was he told Van to stop talking because he was making black men look crazy. Oh, um, really? Kettle? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> since these slavery comments, Kanye has had time to think about it and he's made a statement. Do you guys want to hear what he has to say for himself? Not really. Honestly, no. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Oh, God. Quoth he, once again, I am being attacked for presenting new ideas. End quote. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're mad. Okay, girl. Another great response to the nonsense 
that is Kanye these days, came from a 21-year-old rapper from Alabama named Chica Oranika, who had a few bars to share over Kanye's own beat. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Now, Mr. West, take a seat. I implore you. Over time, it seems it's gotten harder to ignore you. You undo the progress of the geniuses before you. King gave you the box, and now we know you can afford her. It don't matter how much money you got or you lack. When that check cleared, don't forget your children is still black. And your music has been whack, and your views are moving back to a day that trigger niggas, because we still hear that whip crack. I'm passionately passing out some knowledge, son. I'm a level with you, because we both dropped out of college, son. You've been wilding harder than New York is. Mr. Patterson, you're not an OG, your repertoire do not matter, son. I gotta admit it, I'm annoyed. You came up on niggas' coin, we thought you could fill a void. You a puppet, you looked at all your fans and you said, fuck it, I'm on now. That nigga from graduation, sorry, y'all, he gone now. Cold tried to warn us, Trump wanna reform us. Built him up from nothing and now this how he reward us. How you say you Jesus, but did nothing to restore us. You support the people up in power that abhor us. I don't give a fuck about your clothes or your wife new naked pose or the fact that you can stay what the people all oppose it's not a cross he had to take up i just pray to god that one day you can wake up Okay, that's Jesus walking. I was over here getting my life to yes. it. Yes, so I will. That's so good. I've unfollowed Kanye. I will be following her after yes. this episode. Let's agree to buy whatever album she ends up putting out and not buying whatever Kanye is gearing up for with mm. his album release. And the funny thing, I feel like, the, like the attack that might hurt the most in that is your music's whack. I yes. think that's the one thing he still cares about. Make me. I don't know. I have no clue what still matters to know. Kanye West because it's not rational thought. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of whack music. What gets him through these kinds of moments where he's saying crazy things is people saying, well, his music's still good. But he released two songs recently. Mm -mm. One is called Ye Versus the People, Mm -mm. and it's a debate about Trump in in insufferable song form. And the other one is called Lift Yourself, and it's about scooping up poop? Mm, I think so. If you haven't heard it, you just have to experience it for yourself. Mm. It seems like a joke, but it's real. But only maybe listen once, because your ears don't need that. They will bleed. Whoopy dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. Whoopy dee scoop whoop poop. Poop dee dee whoop scoop. Poop. Poop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. When I heard it originally, it sounded like this could be a good Kanye song. I know. I was like, okay. And then he comes with the poopity scoop. And it's like, what is what is this? Well, the first part is good because it's two different songs not by him over yep. each other. He's, yep. he's the master at sampling music. So he can make pretty much anything sound good. So It sounded good the first time. Yeah. He didn't even like change it that much. So he's going through something, obviously. I really wish he would sample like other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah, That would be lovely. <laughs> That's I mean, a start. Starting oh. with John Legend? I, 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 oh. I see John. John and Chrissy tried <laughs> oh. so hard. And... He best. At what point do we just like admit that this is a publicity stunt, that it's a new persona, that it's crazy performance art? Like, It oh. isn't. It can't be, right? It's too much of a long con. Like, Well, you know, even if it is, like, I'm done with him. Mm. Yeah. Because this is too far and it's too much and this is not something to be played with or joked with. Like, literally, people are suffering the consequences of a lot of these policies and a lot of this hate that's been going around. And for him to stand up and try to make it a game or even try to profit on it in any way, I'm done. And when we look back on this era, hopefully we move past it, not just in terms of Kanye, but in terms of the country, does he really want to be known as the person who just like spent the whole time trolling and making jokes? If that is what he's doing, which I don't think he's doing, he believes this stuff. 
And that's the saddest part. Stay on the right side of history, guys. Just think, how do you want to be viewed in 20 years' time? Mm. Do you want to be singing scoopity poop and saying that slavery wasn't all that bad? <sighs> probably not. So pit of the week to Kanye for everything he's done up until this point, everything he will probably do before mm. this even airs, and in the future. In the words of Bethany from The Real Housewives, Kanye just needs to... Go to sleep! You're crazy! Just go to sleep. And... To cleanse our palate, little palate cleanser from that. God, I need it. I'm taking you guys way back to 2007. Mm. A reporter asked Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> whether she would consider getting married again. Oh, and this was her response. Married? No. No, I'm gonna help. Is that a doll or like a, a pet of some, or like a cow? A doll that? that you pull like the, the string yes. out of the back? Anytime I need to change the subject of an uncomfortable conversation, uh, I'm just going to howl. Just that. Oh. Pretty much. I need to know what brand of gin that woman bought. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm. I need to buy shares in it. She got to a certain age where she was like, you know, I'm no just going to kick it and have fun and say whatever I want to no say. No F's to give. None. Yeah. I'm just going to howl. Mm. Watch them try to use that on Entertainment Tonight. And then they did. <laughs> And moving on to our song of the week. Okay, so no one knows disappointment quite like a Christina Aguilera fan. She... Oh, bold, <laughs> bold statement. Hang on, I'm going to actually just require some explanation of that in your discussion. And I will give it to you because I consider myself a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not a stan. Christina or Christina? Depending on the time of day. If it's morning, we're going to go with a crisp Christina. Mm-hmm. But if it's later, Xtina. Sun goes down, Xtina. Put Dirty. the chaps on. Yes, with two R's. So she often, I can admit this, Beats songs into a pulp with unnecessary yeah. oversinging. Mm-hmm. It's not fun to listen to. Like, it's great that you can do that, but I don't need to be reminded of it every track, like, girl, girl. this just sounds like a vocal exercise. Like, this is something yeah. you're supposed to do before you got here. Oh, yeah. yeah, like running up and down stairs yeah. constantly. That's what she's do doing. Do your lip trills elsewhere. Yeah. She also promises new music all the time without ever delivering. Where's the album, Christina? Where's the album? That's what people have been asking. So much so that her nickname is Extincta. Oh. Because she's not... Out here. She Shady, doesn't have hits. Great. <laughs> but all that to say, us fans are still hanging on. By a thread. By the thinnest thread. <laughs> For the return of Stripped Era, and that's her second album, mm-hmm. the best one, with Dirty on it, Xtina, either because we're loyal or because we're delusional. It changes by the day. Mm. But after what feels like, how many years, Carly? 84 years. <laughs> Thank you. That's how it feels. Christina has debuted a new look. She looks really cute. Oh, she took off a lot of the makeup. She has this like crisp blunt. Cut. Oh, I think I saw her on the cover of uh-huh. somebody's magazine with the freckles looking yes. fresh. Well, yes. the one. She took okay. off the makeup and put on the surgery. I'm just saying. <gasps> oh, come on. She's nearly 40. She looks fantastic. You're like Michelle Wolf, White House Correspondent <laughs> Center, talking about women's appearances and smoky eyes. Watch yourself. Wouldn't change a thing. I stand by every <laughs> word I said. So she has this new look. She starred in an episode of that carpool karaoke thing oh, that yeah. that insufferable British guy does. Uh, James Corden. James Corden. I yeah. like him. Ew. I hate him. No, thanks for taking him on, guys. We were trying to get rid of him for a long time. He's going to be time. in Ocean's 8 with Rihanna, and I'm like, you don't what? deserve. Oh. You don't. Okay, so Christina seems poised with all of this new stuff going on to actually release some music. And the rumor is that between today and when this episode comes out, she will release a song called Accelerate featuring 2 chains and Ty Dollar Sign. Wait, wait, wait. How, mm. how, where did you hear this? Like outside the building? Like She released cryptic videos with numbers and weird codes and people crack the code. 
they think. Who oh, has time? Why two chains and ties all the time now? I know. I mean, also, oh, not to bring this up when I'm trying to elevate her again, one of the songs, and maybe the first single, is produced by Kanye. Mm, well, <laughs> Bad timing? She should have released it earlier? Or waited? I don't know. The music will carry us through? Will it? Maybe? So even though a mystic once told me that I have the gift, mm-hmm. my third eye can't tell whether she's going to flake on us again or if she's actually going to release this song. So if she did release it, fingers crossed that it's not a flop mm, and it's a bop know. instead. Hopefully. Hops, no flops. Yes. But in case that does not come to pass, I'll put an old school Christina song here. Probably When You Put Your Hands On Me, track eight or nine from debut album, because no one talks about it. It wasn't a single. Only hardcore fans know hmm. that it's good. Genie in the bottle all the way, but okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. I like how you're prepping for disappointment. It's like when you make drink plans with a really flaky friend, right? and you've already planned the second thing you're going to do yeah. after they flake on you. Yeah. And like I said at the top of this little segment, no one understands disappointment like us ex-Tina fans. That's why I'm preparing for the worst. I don't assume, even if they said it's debuting in five minutes on the radio, until I hear it, I don't believe. My grandmother used to say, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yes, and that's what I'm doing with Christina. So let's write out on something Christina related. Hopefully it's the new song, Accelerate. New York worldwide. Boy, is my city. Just pulled up to the hotel. All my day once it with me. We got pull out Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus, and Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our theme music. And also special thanks to Ashley Ann Krigbaum. Until next time, you can find us on social media. I'm Excuse My Beauty with the First D on Instagram, without the First D on Twitter. You can find me at Jamitra Says on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Teacup in the Bay on all the relevant platforms. Twitter. I'll be with my ladies, you can find